Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. I have a new sponsor. It's the Business Relationship Alliance. That's the bra network, guys. I love the bra network. It's a network of female entrepreneurs that lift and support each other. Guys, I love this group. I've talked about it many times. They believe in collaboration over competition. They hire women in their own network first, and they have amazing elevated networking events and courses. I've taken many of them. Guys, I can't say enough about the bra network. Use my code warrior for 10% off an annual membership. Hello, warrior women. Are you in a funk? Are you feeling stuck? Well, it could be that you need to reach your next level of faith. Today on the show, an overcomer strategist tells us how to overcome obstacles, find our strengths, and live life as a kingdom entrepreneur. Learn how this best-selling author and mom of six learned to seamlessly connect her business and her faith to live a joyful life she loves. I love this conversation and can't wait to share it with you. This is the second episode in our series on joy. Make sure you go back and listen to Joy Guide June in our last episode, episode 59. Today's fan of the week is JM. JM says, Liz is a wonderful interviewer who champions her subjects and her listeners. Once you listen to a few of these Warrior Women podcasts, you realize that leaping for greatness comes in all shapes and sizes. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your career or your life. Thank you, JM. That is so nice. If you want to be fan of the week, leave us a five-star written review. Every review moves us up in the rankings and helps us bring you more warrior women. Okay, let's hear from our sponsor. We are all stuck at home, but looking for ways to stay active. The Plyo Jam online membership is the thing you need to keep yourself moving. Trust me, it's not just effective, it's actually fun. Unlike some workouts that feel just like torture, Playa Jam has you training like an athlete and dancing like a pop star with their easy to follow dance classes, strength and core classes. These classes are created for all fitness levels and dance abilities and all ages. You just have to be willing to rock a booty and shake it or do a body roll to a Beyonce song. With the best and most relatable trainers, Playa Jam not only provides a killer workout, but a truly connected community, something you know I love. From a one-on-one chat with the founders when you first sign up to private members-only Facebook group to monthly power hours for education and fun, this platform is all about connection. Right now, go to www.plyojam.com slash warrior and redeem code warrior for one month free or code warrior one for three months for just $19.99. Don't wait on this. Head to plyojam.com slash warrior to redeem your code. Today on the show, overcomer strategist, the overcomer strategist, Julianne Kirkland. Julianne helps ambitious women arise as kingdom entrepreneurs. She is a best-selling author, podcaster, and speaker, wife of one, and mom of six. You heard that. That is the number six. That is including a set of quadruplets. 
God bless Julianne. Julianne understands the stress and overwhelm women are facing every day. And she believes that living a joyful life you love does not have to be so hard. Welcome, Julianne. So excited to be here. I mean, now that I figured out that I had my volume turned down and I didn't tell you it was your volume down, we just had like the funniest blonde moment together. I just think it was great that I'm more blonde than you. I'm definitely more blonde. It's fine. I think we've been blonder than I pay to be. We'll just say that. (laughs) I'm in the same category. Like, let's be real. (laughs) Julianne, I'm so excited to have you. I love your podcast. When I met you, I thought you were like the most on fire human being. I was like, whatever this girl does is going to just be fire, just gold everywhere. So I'm so thrilled to have you. I love your podcast. I told you. First, I want to know about you as little Julianne, like growing up. What did you think you would be? A dolphin trainer. hundred percent. I was going to be a dolphin trainer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> living in Georgia. That's totally normal. I totally get that. Yeah. Living in Georgia. Right. Cause there's so many dolphins there. So okay. many dolphins here. A hundred percent. That is hilarious. Okay. So then you have, I mean, so how did you, <laughs> so how did you move from dolphin trainer? Did you, were you always kind of a person that I mean, because you really are a person who loves to serve women. You really love to serve a community and serve women and help women. Have you, have you kind of, been, were you one of those altruistic kids that was like always helping people? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. To be fair, I'm the youngest of three. And so I always wanted to, I guess, with my siblings. Yeah. So that's kind of where that came from. But I always did. I, I love my mom and dad. I always you know, kind of toted around after them and wanted to help please them and things like that. But as like a young child, no, I never really was a people pleaser outside of my inner circle. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I want to talk about your resilient because you've got one of the record books of resilience here in the course of a five-year period, you had to overcome intensely hard challenges. You were tested physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. Tell me what was happening in those five years and what you learned in that time. Oh, so much. So I was carrying quadruplets, which is four babies at one time. Hello. For those of you who can't wrap their head around that, it's okay. Take a minute. Cause I still have to take a minute with that. <laughs> so carrying them, that physical strain it put on my body, the emotional toll it took. I was sent away two hours away from my two youngest boys and my husband, everybody I knew I was on hospital bed rest. So that toll in itself, then actually birthing the babies and starting to raise the babies all while my dad is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so just watching him kind of completely lose his mind. My brother became an alcoholic and lived with us at one point. There was that I grew my business, my salon companies to three locations, and then I downgraded to one location. And so there was like great highs and really, really low lows. (laughs) So I kind of went through the gambit of all of the things. I mean, how in the world, like, what did you learn from that time? How did you get through? Because that's a lot of stuff. And I, you know, it's such a joke to me when someone's like, they think one bad thing's going to happen. I'm like, oh gosh, no, the bad things come in threes and fours and fives. It's never just like, well, I got through that little thing. Right. It's like, no, it's a pylon. It always, I don't know why it's like that, but it is. How did you deal with that time? That's so many things all at once. I looked at it like one day at a time. Like I just had to keep showing up. I didn't have the luxury to like really be depressed and and go lay in my bed, which is where I wanted to be. I I can do that. I had four very teeny tiny babies relying on me for their survival. (laughs) 
So I'm grateful for that because it really forced me to keep showing up for myself. And that's what it takes. Sometimes when it's the world feels so overwhelming, it's like, okay, but what can I do right here, right now in this moment? And you just have to take it one moment at a time. Totally. But I also think women will run themselves into the ground, not asking for help, Julia. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you learn to, yes. Hello. I see you. Did you, did you, cause I think that is one of those times you don't really have a choice. Like you need help. Like, I'm sorry, but you do. Did you ask for help? How did you surrender, you know, in that time? Yeah. So I didn't at first because I'm the Enneagram eight. I'm the challenger. I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to do this on my own. <laughs> this is just watch me. <laughs> so, I mean, I actually remember a conversation with my mom where I'm like, let me do it. Like, let me figure this out, you know? But then there was two weeks after they had come home from the hospital, they all came home on the same day, which nobody said would happen. They were like, no, there's no way they'll, they'll trickle home. They won't be all ready on the same day. They were all ready on the same day. So it was like, Instant, you had to get used to it now in your home. And we made it, my husband and I made it to six, two to six in a heartbeat. So my husband and I, we were like, as white knuckling as you can white knuckle trying to survive those two weeks. And then we did, we had to hire help. We had to hire a college student nurse to come in from the 11 PM to the 4 AM shift to help feed them because we, we couldn't go on anymore. And so now, but it was a big wake up call for me of like, okay, why did I make myself get to that point? (laughs) Like, why couldn't I have just done that earlier, asked for help earlier? So it's been very humbling for me to be like, you know what? I do have to just kind of surrender my pride. There's still that part of me that likes the challenger, that likes to try and achieve things on my own. But then there's that part that reveals being even stronger when you can be vulnerable and be like, hey, you know what? I do need some help. Yeah. hundred percent. Tell me about your career path. Cause I, you know, I want to know how you went from Mrs. Salon and by the way, your hair looks fabulous. So obviously you know what you're doing. Um, how did you go from Mrs. Salon career woman to doing this whole reinvention and honing your passion for helping women and specifically moms? Yeah. I worked at a salon company when I was in college and I love the aspect of growing people. I was never a girly, girly, girly girl. Like I, I like to wear makeup. I like to do my hair, things like that. But in that time in my life, I just wasn't, I was more like my older brother than I was my older sister. And so I never, ever would have imagined working in a salon ever, but I did, <laughs> I did. And what I loved about it was the people dynamic, really seeing how these creatives came together And it's so interesting because the more I was surrounded in it, I was surrounded in it for over 12 years. You see that the most creative people tend to have the most mental struggles, you know, and I've always been curious, like, do they go together? The more creative you are, almost the harder it is on your, your brain, you know what I mean? And so I really was drawn to that. I was drawn to helping to grow the people and being fascinated by people's brains. And, and then when my dad got Alzheimer's, that just like kicked it way into gear. I was like, okay, I've got to learn more about this brain thing because <laughs> it affects everybody. Yeah. So that's really kind of where my, my passion for people came from. And then having the six kids and seeing that, you know what, when you do allow yourself to surrender, allow yourself to ask for help, allow yourself to keep moving forward in grace seeing other moms that 
just were giving up like, no, 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 no. Come on. You got this. We are to be warriors, not warriors, you know? Well, I mean, no one loves a warrior more than me, Julia. I know it's true. And I just Um, felt like that phrase was perfect for you. I mean, it's perfect (laughs) for me. No, no, I agree with you though. It is hard to give up the worrying and maybe turn it into some wonder. I wonder what will happen rather than like everything, like being like, oh going to happen next. It's like, well, what's going to happen next? Right. More wonder, right. And then worry. One of my favorite things that you teach is this acronym arise. I I've told everyone about this and I know you use this in like so many different ways, but can you kind of give us a little bit of like the arise thing and how can we use it? So, okay. This formula dropped in my heart after I was in the editing process of my book. The book is based on that five-year period where just like a whole lot of ish happened. And it was funny because when I first turned it over to my editor, she was like, it's getting predictable. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, none of that is predictable. Are you kidding me? But she was like, in the way that you keep coming out of each, each hardship, each obstacle, like you keep overcoming. And then I was like, huh, how did I do that? And so I was able to go back with a different lens. Like I had now elevated my way of thinking and look at it from a different level And I was like, oh, and so that's where this arise formula was birthed. And it's a five-step process to overcome your obstacles. And it starts with your afflictions, really looking at all of those storms in your life, all of those hardships and finding that common theme that kind of has run through them all. And for me, mine was feeling like I wasn't good enough with carrying the quads, my body wasn't good enough. I went into preterm labor over and over and over and over and over again with my father. It was like, I wasn't financially good enough to provide the best care for him. So it was all these different things happening, but they were all driving at that same root affliction in my life. So now being able to identify what that is, I see it more quickly. So I'm able to see it coming and I'm like, oh, I see you for what you are. Okay, thanks for the lessons you taught me. Keep on going, you know, and I just kind of let it go by and I honor it for what it taught me in life. The R is for revelation. You know, I believe that, especially in this day and age, we're like information, information, information. We're in this consuming, consuming, consuming. And there's so much beauty that comes from creating. And I feel like God drops in your heart, this revelation of what you're supposed to be creating in life. And so when you get that inspired dream for your life, really starting to pursue what that is, that's where you start to kind of come out of your funk. The I stands for your inherent needs. And those are the things that matter most. Those are your non-negotiables. I always tell my clients like, I should be able to look at your calendar and see what matters most to you. Do you have time with your kids on there? Do you have time with your husband on there? Do you have time for yourself on there? You know, like what are the things that matter most to you in your life? Can I see it on your calendar? Is it reflected? You know, and that's, that's been a very big wake up call for them because it was doctor's appointments and all these like things. Oh, please. I can only imagine the calendars you're looking at what the hell's on there. I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, really like, think about that. Like, there's no way that these women, these mothers, especially have like me time, right. you know, uh, no, I mean that it's, you know, and you don't even think to put it in the calendar. Cause guess what? Most of the time you let something bump it off anyway. Right. Exactly. It's, it's exactly. not, it's not considered a thing. Cause it's just a thing for you. Right. But it is a thing for you and you it should is have a thing it for you. Make yeah, it happen. It. Right. It's yeah. so important. My alarm on my phone that wakes me up every morning when I put my phone on the other side of the room. So I have to get out of bed to go get it. But the alarm says 
be your best self today. And it's like, it's little things you can do for yourself like that to set yourself up for success. Yeah. That way I don't go get back in the bed. I go and I get in the word and I'm able to be filled. That's me time. That yeah. stuff matters. The S stands for strength. We, especially as women tend to focus on where we're weakest and we tend to compare a lot. <laughs> so really finding what, what you're good at, what your strengths are and really leaning into those and finding women that support you and pull that out of you is hugely important. It's hugely important. And that goes into the E, which is your ethos, your community of support, being around those like-minded, like-valued, like-hearted, like-spirited people that do, they call you higher and they want to see you win. When you're in an environment of women who want to see you win, like watch out world, things are about to get real. You know what I mean? It's so good. Yes. I mean, you and I are big believers in community. You have your own communities that you are running, but then you also are in communities I, I think there's nothing that women need more, especially after this like pandemic nonsense. We were like so isolated, right. you know, we really needed that. We needed community and those groups, you know, those communities can really be a lifeline. That is like one of the, my go-to things I always tell women too. And working with women over the years, what are some common themes that you're seeing? How are we getting in the way of living this life that we really want to live, but we're not living it, Julianne? So the biggest thing I see with that is, is unbelief. It's the insecurities and the doubts that we have in ourselves. My podcast, the next level of faith podcast, my tagline is the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. But like, it's because it requires you to take action. It requires you to keep going, to keep moving forward. And so often we're like, oh, this is what we want but we're so comfortable with where we are, even if we don't like it. Yeah, It's comfortable. It's because it's what we know. And we would so much rather stay in what we know than to venture out into uncertainty. hundred percent. But you know what? I had this amazing woman on, Kanora Bahal. She wrote this book, The Life-Affirming Joy of Quitting. It's called, I Quit. The Life-Affirming <laughs> Joy of Quitting. And I was like, holy moly, come on my podcast because I don't quit anything. I have like a thing about it. So she was talking about how not quitting is a choice. Yeah. That if you're continuing to stay in something that's not serving you, that's a choice too. So you can't think that you not making a change is not a choice. Oh, and I was like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> that was like a boop for me. Yeah. yeah. I love how on your podcast, you marry so seamlessly you know, your faith and how you run business or how you live your life. And you really give these great like lessons. And I, and I love your stories. I can't, I can't even take your stories. What so far of your episodes have been kind of the one that women have the most, I mean, or men, I'm sure there's men listeners. Sorry, men. I know I have some men, warrior men listening. So hi guys. <laughs> but what, which of those kind of podcasts have, has been the most resonating with some of the women that you've talked to? You know, it's interesting because so far it's been the one where I'm talking about what being a kingdom entrepreneur actually means. That yeah. has been the one where I've had the most feedback from. It's like, oh my gosh, like people feel now that they have permission to marry the two because it yeah, was let's so talk Let's talk about what it is and, and let's talk about why you believe in giving women and men uh, yeah. perdition. I always just go to the women first. Sorry, Julia. Permission and to do that. 
Yeah. In scripture, we are told that we as believers are given the keys to kingdom, to bring kingdom of heaven right here on earth. And it's kind of like what that author you're interviewing was saying, like, it's your choice. Here's the thing, like there's the physical kingdom, the kingdom of earth, and then there's the kingdom of heaven, which is in the spiritual realm of the world, right? And we are told that we are allowed to bring the spiritual realm right here on earth. Like we can be living in it. We can be living into that abundance that is promised to us. And so many people, because they can't see it, think that they can't live into those promises, that it's just for when they get to heaven. And so they structure their day, their business, their family, everything but going to church as one way, the way of the world in which the world sees it. And it's like, no, every breakthrough I have had has come from when I believed that I could live into that spiritual realm, that I could call forth what was promised to me. It wasn't in doing it exactly the way the world said to do it, because I believe that God created us all to be unique. And we each have those different gifts and abilities and capabilities and leaning into that again, leaning into your strengths. That's what's going to make you different. That's what's going to make you unique. That's what's going to make your voice be heard through all of this noise. So that's been the biggest thing. And people have really resonated with that. They, oh, you, you can do both. You can yeah. do both. What do you think some steps that women can take if they if they're kind of been like knowing they want to do this, know they want to be a kingdom entrepreneur, but like they don't really know how to marry? Like, what are some steps they can do to kind of like start opening them their minds up to how to how to how to marry these two things? I mean, the main thing to do is really figure out how the Holy Spirit is leading you. There's one thing to be inspired, but that doesn't require action. Being spirit led requires action. And we can, again, get so stuck in our doubt and unbelief that we don't take action in things. And so I would say, okay, where do you feel that pull? Where do you feel out of alignment when the world, when other ways are telling you to do something? What feels off to you? When you're in complete alignment, it's just like at the chiropractor, like you have to go and you have to get adjusted and you put back in alignment and then you feel better. Do you do it one time and it works forever? No, like it's an ongoing process. And I think that's what so many women want. They just want to just do it and be done. But no, it's the sanctification process. It's a, a constantly evolving thing that has to happen. You have to keep shedding all this weight of the stuff that's been holding you down to be able to be called higher. So what do you do? That's a great point. What do you do to sort of keep yourself in alignment on, on the daily? What is like a daily practice you could recommend to some of the women who are listening? And this um, is so used ev everywhere. <laughs> when I first was told to do this, I was like, man, it's fine. <laughs> but <laughs> journaling. <laughs> I know, right? It's so simple, but it's true. <laughs> it's so simple. And again, like us as women, we're like, oh, we can do more than that. You know, like we want, we want more than that. Yeah. But to actually sit down and get everything out of your brain, which again is where the problem is. You can't solve the problem in the same place it was created. Then sit there and actually journal it out, write about what you want, lean in, read scripture, pray, listen to podcasts that inspire you and motivate you and are calling you higher. Get with people who do that for you. It's oh, all yeah. of these things that come together. I, I don't think it's a, a one and done type thing. Really journal it out. What does this look like? How does this make you feel? How did this make you feel? All of that kind of stuff. 
I think it's interesting too. I want to know if you've had this experience. When I started like this whole warrior mom, warrior women thing, I did it because my son was in the hospital and he was in the hospital for 52 days. So I, you know, I got to, I had to go home without a baby. I had, he had all these ongoing challenges, still does. And I felt really alone. So I started like a mom blog and it became this whole community and all these things. And then when I started the podcast, I wanted to kind of like open it up and talk to, you know, warrior women. I want to talk to all women, not just moms. And I was at this event and it occurred to me that this was not me choosing this that this was chosen for me because I have two children now with ongoing physical issues. I have gone through infertility. I have gone through marriage issues. I have gone through financial issues. I mean, I feel like I've had, I have talk, I have a toxic relationship in my family that I had to let go of. I mean, I feel like, like you in your five years, I feel like I've had all these things. And then, I, but the whole time I've been thinking like, wow, like, that's why. <laughs> yes. And yes. It didn't happen to you. It happened for you. <laughs> yeah. And my girlfriend loves to say, well, you don't get to choose your ministry. <laughs> yeah. Because she did not think she was going to be a divorced mom before. That was not, she wanted to be a perfect Christian mother of four and show up perfect and be awesome and help people. She That's so funny. It doesn't work out so well. <laughs> right. So you don't have to choose your ministry is my favorite thing in the world. Cause it really is funny. Right. But I wasn't really wanting to be a warrior woman. Thank you very much. I would like to have less trouble and strife sometimes, but I was wondering if that is sort of the feeling you have sometimes when you're like, I'm the overcomer strategist. You're like, you know what? I'd like to not have so many things to overcome. That Can I just great. be a strategist? <laughs> Can I just be a plain old strategist, please? Come on. Come on. Yes. Yes. But now it's so funny because now when something happens, I'm like, okay, well, God is about to get real good up in here. So something's about to happen. You know, like now that's my approach to it because otherwise you'll just want to cry all the time. <laughs> otherwise you go crazy. But you know what yeah. it is? It does let you know it's spirit led though. When that stuff happens, it's a validation. It's like, even though you're like not another thing, but it does make you know, well, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. hundred percent. This is why I'm doing it. Yep. What is next for you? I know everybody now has already fallen in love with you. Like I have. So how <laughs> do we work with you? What's next for you? Give me all the things. Yeah. So I do one-on-one coaching. That's kind of where my main passion is because the degree of intimacy that, that is established in a one-on-one relationship and really going through that arise formula, when you're dealing with people's skeletons in their closet and their afflictions and all their pains and, and all of that stuff. And then the revelation of God in their life, like it's, it's some stuff, you know, like you got to get into it. <laughs> so working with women one-on-one is incredible. This past year, I have been actually working with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and speaking for their mastery program and training in that. And so just business and all that has just exploded for me there. I've been watching this front row seat and I got to say, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. It's so cool. And it's, it's interesting because I was at an event where a woman was there. She's a preacher and she actually prophesied over me. And I asked her afterwards, I said, do I need to stop doing this? Because even though Tony and Dean are, you know, they will say God and things like that, but they're not clear on their relationship with Jesus. Like that's not talked about. Right. Right. And so I'm like, I I'm concerned that I'm starting to put in jeopardy who I am and the mission and the message that I want to be conveying to people. And she said, be the presence. And I was like, wow, 
it just, it resonated with me because I don't have to go on stage in front of thousands of entrepreneurs to train them in business and say, you know, Jesus says, Jesus says, Jesus says, I can go and I can bring the presence of God with me, which is my energy, which is, you know, my joy, all these things that people just see and are drawn to in me. I can just bring that presence with me. Yes. And that was huge for me. I was like, Oh, okay. And that's where, you know, we're not of the world. We're in the world. We're of God and we're in the world. And that's how you were able to marry the two so well. And so I'm actually going to be launching a new program for business entrepreneurs to really help them elevate their business in the online space. Well, that's amazing. And it is true though. You know what? It's like, you don't even need to be over here you know, Jesus saying all over the place. I mean, people are going to be drawn to you and the way you live your life and the embodiment of that, right. You know, people will come and search and find and see what you're doing. Like, how did she, how is she like this? What's her secret? That's how they're going to find all that out. Right. Like that's really the case. Okay. It's the speed round. Julianne's time. To speed round. Okay. Cocktail of choice. Cosmopolitan. No, I take it back. It's a mule. Those are, those are new to me now. The Moscow mules? mule. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. They are really good. The ginger beer. It just, it, the way it twangs the back of your throat. Okay. Next. <laughs> I like the flavor of that. It's really, I'd love it. What is a mantra or quote that you live by? I'm sure you have 72. So just thumb through your brain right now and pick a one of your mantras or quotes that you live by. I mean, it's, it's my purpose, which is advance the kingdom, be a woman of faith and add value to others. Like that's my purpose. So that's kind of what I live by. Yeah. That's a, that's a great one. What makes you feel unstoppable? My faith, hundred percent. It just keeps, it keeps me going. Yeah. hundred percent. Who do you most admire? Oh, my dad. Definitely. I didn't think I was going to say that. <laughs> I didn't think why that do, was going to be what came why out. Think, why, why do you think you're saying it? I think because I didn't realize how much he impacted my life until he was gone. Yeah. And so now I, I see more of him in me in the ways that I'm doing things and my draw to really adding value to people. I get that from him. I love that. What are you most proud of? This is a question that I added in because as you know, Julianne, women don't like to talk about what they're proud of about themselves. So it's so fun for me to put them in the hot seat and ask them. (laughs) I have six tiny humans alive. (laughs) That's alive children. (laughs) Step one of pride. (laughs) Your children are alive. My children are alive. It's so funny. My husband and I laugh all the time because their teachers are like, your kids are amazing. They are just so well-behaved. They're organized. They're respectful. And we're like, are you you talking about? What do you mean? (laughs) Because when they're home, it's like, we call them the Quanado for the longest time because they are complete destructors. They will come and destruct any room that they're in, but at school, they're just like, they're holding so, it together. They're holding yes. it together at school really well. Thank God. And so Matt and I are like, okay, well, I guess we're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're proud of yourself for being a good parent because guess yeah. what? That's good. Yeah. 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 And my God, I'm proud of you for birthing four babies at once. Okay. What is exciting you the most right now? Possibility. Living into that possibility. I think so often people are afraid of what's possible. They're worried about that uncertainty, right? It's like what you were saying earlier. What if we went to wonder instead of worry? Yeah. I I love love it. 
Well, Julianne, I love you. I'm so glad you came on. You guys have to listen to her podcast. Tell them the name of your podcast, Julianne. Next Level Faith Podcast. Yeah, it is so good. I listen to it. I really love it. I also love, I told you from the start, I love you. Keep it short and sweet. Yes. You gave a, you usually give a great little story to go with your teachings. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're real. And you really just bring a lesson. You marry seamlessly this kingdom faith and life challenges. And it really, you have a great podcast. And I don't say that to everyone, as you know. So thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. Remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye.